Hey everybody, how's it going? It's been uh, it's been a while since we've been back to our normal our normal thing. Yeah, we uh, we're back. Uh, we did the horror hound thing. It's fun, uh, but it's back to business. And uh, that episode, man, I didn't know it was gonna come out. I didn't yeah. know if it was gonna come out. I don't think anyone did. <laughs> it was uh, that was pretty wild, man. We had like we found the limitations of our equipment. This mixer cannot handle. Anything other than like three people. Yeah, three people golden. Five to six, you gets a little hazy. Five to six, we find out it works, but you might not be able to hear everybody. Yeah, one person's going to be really loud, and then the other person has to shout into the mic. As did I, and I was holding the mic like George Corpse Grinder Fisher. I was like, dude. <laughs> well, when I started listening to the playback just to see if it was going to work, like a uh, Sunday. Or Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Chad, I remember when we were recording, Chad had the, like, the mic straight to his mouth. Yeah, he did. And that's what you heard. You heard it was like... <laughs> Basically, yeah. I was like, okay, it sounds sweet until Chad has the mic to his mouth. <laughs> yeah. But it der- you know, it turned out to be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it came out good, man. Yeah, it was a nice collab between us and 40 Ounces of Horror. Um, big ups and thanks to those guys and gals yeah shout out to uh guys and gal <laughs> chad james and kelby man yeah man good times um, that was a lot of fun and uh hopefully we can do it again someday that'd be awesome but um horror hound was fun it wasn't too bad uh not the best one i've ever been to but yeah the new the new hotel that that's know. exactly what i'm getting at it, it it's had, like okay I, i'll give them that the old hotel they need something bigger yeah, because of how big it's how getting. big it was getting. Mm-hmm. The HJ Marriott or whatever the fuck it was called was <laughs> fucking way too. Yeah, the HJ Marriott. Well, what is it? It's like two initials. I'm pretty sure one of them's a J. JW. Okay, JW. I think MJ. MJ. MJ Marriott. JW yeah, Marriott. I see, you were giving out HJs behind the dumpster on Fifth <laughs> Avenue, man. Well, hey, man, a hand job's a job. <laughs> it's it's nice. It was cool to have like Mass Fest and the vendors in the same room, right? But that hotel is just way too big for how big Horrorhound is. Yeah, it was like weird trying to find like where the panels were going to be and like. Well, yeah, there's that. Because everything was set up weird. It was like you had, it was like things, some things were on the first floor, but to get to the ones that were on the first floor, you had to go to the second floor and then walk over to the other side of the building and then take the escalators down to the first floor, Yeah, which brought you to a different area you couldn't access from the first floor. And you could only get ice on the second floor. That was fucking annoying. That sucked. Luckily, we were only on the fifth floor, so it didn't really affect us too bad. Right. But fuck that. Yeah, and then because of how big it was, there was like, like with all the past ones, there was always the the area that just everybody met at, and that's where the after party went down at. And the old indie hotel, it was always the front bar area slash entrance, mm-hmm. which I'm sure the hotel probably got tired of that. Right. But with this one being so big, shit was spread out like there was just smaller groups of people everywhere so what didn't have that like i guess like big party atmosphere. after party atmosphere yeah gotcha <sighs> yeah and the shots were only 12 bucks so that's cool i um, fucking told you that that bar was gonna be pricey 
Jesus Christ. Three drinks, $30. Holy fuck. Two shots in a white Russian was like 26, 28, something like that. Something like that, man. Craziness. And yeah. it had a guy had a guy trying to do fucking like rock, paper, scissors to see who plays whose tab. <laughs> like, fuck you. Yeah, that was a mess. But um, overall, it was fun. Um, we went to the Nightmare on Elm Street panel. We not hit the It panel. Anything Friday we didn't fucking catch. No, Friday we didn't because that was the uh, Karate Kid. Yeah, the fucking Cobra Kai panel. The Cobra Kai panel. Evil right. Dead 2 panel. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's kind of one. I, I, I'm i getting horrible with actually seeing what's all going to be going on. I just kind of wing it and I go and be like, hey, let's see what's happening. Same here, man. Fucking missed it and I kind of missed. wish I wouldn't have missed it. But we were at one handful of years ago. It was like Evil Dead panel that had like everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we missed much. I mean, we didn't miss anything we haven't seen or heard before. It might have been other stories that didn't get catch, but right, whatever. Yeah. The Nightmare on Elm people, please stop asking Robert England all the questions. There's other people on the panel. <laughs> when, when four in a row go to him and he stops the fifth one and says, hey, you guys know that there are other people up here? I mean, what a mess, dude. <laughs> basically told the dude that he was not asking him a question so the guy asked somebody else a question yeah and you know it's like it's been like that every every time oh yeah I, I've been to I don't remember being that bad at the last one when they did um the one when Jimmy came with us cause Robert Engel was in that one no that was Freddy versus Jason though true no but there was Freddy versus Jason but it also had like uh, they had a couple of Freddy movie, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies throughout that. Because remember fucking Jimmy got his picture with Kincaid? No, I know. But the, the actual panel was um, Freddy versus other people from Nightmare on Elm Street movies? It might have been. But either like, but I was, what I was getting at was they, they, like nobody was just only asking Robert Ingram no, questions. No, like, it kind of spread out a little bit. Yeah, it was the dude that played Jason in Freddy versus Jason. The little kid said, what's your favorite part about being Jason? And he said, I get to meet you. And the whole fucking crowd was like, I forgot Aww. about that. Yeah. We were kind of drunk at that point. <laughs> yeah, we were hammered. Um, but yeah, that, that it wasn't a bad panel at all. I mean. It just seemed like this one was overwhelmingly everybody talked. Everybody wanted a question geared towards Robert England. Yeah. It's, it's annoying, man. And when Tuesday night's up there, how can you not ask her a question just to hear her talk? Yeah. I... <laughs> Right. I kind of let that cat out of the bag that I have a huge thing for fucking Tuesday night. Tuesday night, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know she did the song for uh, Nightmare 4? Yeah. yeah. I think she did two songs for the panel. Probably never will, but... Nope. I sat next to James when he asked a question at a panel. Yeah, me too. That was the most off-the-wall question at a Terminator 2 panel. <laughs> and it, it was for Edward Furlong, right? Yeah. And it went it went as awkward as you th- thought that question would go. Yeah, it would. Because you add in the added awkwardness of him not hearing the question. <laughs> yeah, there's that. And then people actually saying to him what the question was and then him not knowing how to respond. <laughs> yeah. That was a mess. What was the question? Do you remember? Who would win out of a fight? Steven Seagal or Jean-Claude Van Damme? And he said, what was the question? And everyone's like, who would win out of a fight? I don't know. I have no idea. 
don't do drugs. That's why I didn't get in Terminator 3. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, dude. This is crazy. I remember the don't do drugs. And he was like, why aren't you in Terminator 3? And he was like, don't do drugs. Yeah. Right. That's all I remember from that. I was kind of buzzed for that one, too. But, uh, yeah. But uh, overall, yeah, Horror Hound was, was pretty cool. We got to see some good people there. Uh, we picked up some cool um, wares. Uh, a couple shirts, some movies. Um, hotel room was pretty cool. Um, Fucking uh, Teflon Dave busting into the room while you guys were sleeping, blasting 311 on his little that speaker. Woke me up. That woke me up, and I do remember <laughs> that happening. We thought you guys were awake. We, we thought you guys were going to be awake. So we're like, let's go grab some more beers, man. Let's fill up your cooler. Like, his cooler was empty. Let's. I was like, let's come back to our room. We fucking get up to the room, slide the key, and he just has a speaker up playing like 311 for some fucking reason. Yeah, he was and in the bag. All the lights were off. Bless his heart. <laughs> Bless his heart. It was also like, it was like four in the morning at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was done for. Then I don't know why I found this. I think I found this funnier than David did because I saw it. We're, I'm off the door already. Um, what was his friend's name? I always forget his name. Jamie. Jamie. Jamie was out the door already. And Dave's like still dragging his cooler. He's like, I think I'm just going to take a piss before we head out. And as soon as he finished that sentence, I just see Morgan like right into the bathroom and shut the door. And he turns around and like, oh. I'm like, dude, you just got beat to the bathroom by a chick who was asleep, sound asleep, like 10 seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. I was semi-awake for that. But, um, I, uh, I picked up some pretty cool stuff, uh, as did you. Couple. Couple. Like, I mean, actually, this is the first time I only bought bootleg shit, besides the shirt. There were some good DVDs there. Yeah. Bootleg DVDs. Wait, did I actually buy anything? No, I think I was going to buy something. I never just never bought it. No, yeah, I only got those bootlegs. I bought like the Are You Afraid of the Dark set. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Um, I picked up uh, Rituals, 1977. Good one. Hal Holbrook. Mm-hmm. Great movie. I picked up Eraserhead. I finally own a copy. I of- thought I gave you a DVD of that a while ago. No, nah, man. Oh. I wish I had. I've always wanted that movie. I fucked up. Tony Salamone was at the uh, Tapeworms at the Rockery, and I ended up picking up a different movie for some fucking odd reason because my mind was set on the original Faces of Death clamshell. So my mind was in other places, and I didn't buy the VHS, the Columbia RCA. Yeah. Yep. Um, But I did pick up a bootleg copy of uh, Eraserhead and also Fatal Games. That's the other one I got because... VHS was it's never showing up ever. We're never gonna get that. <laughs> so I, I stoked that you know finally got that, and uh, also the movie that we're gonna be talking about later on, Alone in the Dark. Did you buy that there? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's because I, I never had it, and uh, every copy I ever seen was either cut box or beat up, and they wanted like thirty bucks for it still. Oh yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Really? I want to get my hands on the UK pre-cert of it. Okay, it's the one with the uh, hand with the leather glove and the studded bracelets coming off the side with the dagger. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah that's the 
UK Priester cover. I want to grab cool. that copy if I can. Absolutely. It's really not too bad. I mean, it's like 30 bucks. I know for some people that's like astronomically high for VHS, but... No, for a fucking Priester, that's pretty killer. Alternate cover. Dude, I know people who... They they don't even care. They're like, if you ever pay more than like ten dollars for a VHS, you're stupid. I don't believe that. Well, I believe that they'd believe that, but I also believe that their collection doesn't have anything like super, like treasure worthy or super out of the ordinary. There's only so many things you're finding at thrift stores. No, I know. There's only so many things you're finding at like garage sales and flea markets. Yeah, true story. You may have some like you may find some good shit. I've seen people come across some stupid good stuff. Yeah, but more than not, you don't have anything like that. Mm-mm. Not anymore. But um, yeah, I picked up a couple shirts. Uh, one from my t-shirt guys that I've been going to for years. Glad they stocked back up, man. I remember seeing them at Wasteland and they had like two shirts hanging. Yeah, that was it. it seemed like they just got off like a bender. Yeah. Well, now Dude Man's got, like, a long-ass beard. Like, he, I didn't even recognize him. I'm like, oh, that's the same guy, you know? But uh, Yeah, they look, they were all, like, on hard times. It looked like they fucking just got rid of everything for drugs. Yeah, kind of. They're just some old punk dudes that, you know, I don't know, man. But, Remember I bought a dwarf shirt from him, dude. I think he was excited I bought it because he pointed out the other dwarf shirts they had. Yeah. He's like, oh, you see, we got the tool for a tool, uh, teabag shirt, too. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I saw that, but I'm, I want this one. Right. Like, All right. Yeah, those dudes are cool. What's been going on, man? Um, what have you been watching? Uh, late, uh, lately, because I mean, shit, we haven't been on in a month. I'm not gonna try to go back and old shit. Okay. But lately, uh, a couple newer ones. One that I really wanted to check out. One I was like, eh, I'm checking out, and I finally did. Um, watch uh, Black Coat's Daughter. Okay. Came out, uh, I want to say a year ago, but I'm horrible. So it was probably two years ago. Super slow burn. You know, I love those. Basically, like this uh, two chicks in some fucking school winter break, and they are both stuck behind because their parents didn't show up. Died in a car accident, whatever. One chick gets all fucking, like, mental and starts, like, worshiping Satan, has, like, a fucking demon in her oh wow yeah it's kind of cool has some grisly scenes but nothing happens till like the hour mark yeah right on but I mean I dug it I actually did like it it would have been it was one of those I kind of wish I would have went to the theaters but with anything new like anytime I see anything about new horror movies and they come to the theater and I'm like I sh- I w- I'd go see it and then I'm just like do I really trust any new horror movie to be good <laughs> yeah I feel that way too um so I'm with you on that. More so, like it, more so, not even just like new horror movies, but like just the newer ones that are actually getting released in theaters. More times than not, I'm just like, nah, I'll pass. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Um, still want to check out Heredity, which I need to check out soon. That was just came out. Um, but then the other one I watched was uh, Terrifier. Me too. You watched Terrifier? I did. Fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the gore is great. I was gonna say, what'd you think of it? Yeah, I, I liked it. Um, not. It's not going to blow my doors off or anything, but I thought it was good. I watched it with uh, Morgan and her dad and his fiance. Um, I know that the whole premise of that movie comes from uh, the director did an anthology film, All Hallows' Eve, back in 2013. Okay. Which had Art the Clown in it. 
and that's kind of where he grew the whole the full length film Terrifier from. Oh, okay. I dig that character as a killer. Yeah. I think the way they did it was fucking spot on. I seen people bitch about the fact that he never made a sound. So like ever. Well, it played perfectly with. He's a fucking. It's he's an old like um, mime French well. Italian. I can't remember it's like Italian mime. So yeah. it makes oh, total sense. Right. I dug it. I like the way it was portrayed. I like the way it came off. The fucking uh, the practical effects were spot on. Yeah, they were good. Towards the end, it kind of was like, eh. Yeah. Bit. The gotcha. ending of it. I don't know. I don't like the ending. Yeah. I didn't it, like how it ended. Yeah. But the uh, the way it builds up in the beginning. Yeah. It's great. It's like it's like a fucking throwback kind of. You know what I mean? It's it's really cool and uh, the fucking the scene where she gets sawed in half is like great. Oh yeah. You know that's really good. When um, they were setting up that one, I was wondering how much they were going to show. Oh, it, it's like a three minute fucking saw in half. His face when he gets to the certain point, he like looks over at the girl. He's like. Yeah, like dude. big, like mouth open, wide eyed grin, just like looking at her while he saw her friend in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was good, man. Um, dude, people were bitching like, um, I was on forums. That's when I know, like, when I'm on just like standard, just horror forums, you're gonna run into people who look at things differently or they only into like super mainstream shit. But they were talking about how the acting was atrocious. Like, oh, the acting's fucking horrible. Like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I feel like this movie was just hyped up, and it's not as good as everybody makes it seem. Honestly, the acting was not bad. No, I've seen worse. Yeah, and maybe it's because, like, I watch, like, SOV films, and I'm used to, like, really bad acting. Right. But I'm pretty sure I've seen worse acting in movies that are held in higher regard. Yeah. It wasn't really the acting was bad. The characters were annoying. But that's more on the fucking writing. True. The blonde chick that got solved in half, I couldn't wait for that to happen. Yeah. I was waiting for her to get killed. But how old is that custom in, in slasher horror movies? Have the annoying... That yeah. you can't wait for them to fucking die. There's always at least one. There's always at least one person always. in a slasher movie. You cannot always. fucking wait to get killed. I know. I know. Um... But you know, overall, the the movie was good. I I didn't mind it at all, and I, I sat through the whole thing without like getting up or wanting to ch- turn it off. So <laughs> that's uh, good, dude. For you, a movie came out technically twenty sixteen. Applause to you, sir. Because yeah, you, you never watch new movies. No, I don't. But um, Morgan's breaking me of that, which I'm, I'm I like, and you've done that also. Um, it, with the older movies, the SOVs and the, you know, the things that you know we we touched on on previous podcasts, you you've kind of like opened my eyes to like some some movies that I probably never would have really checked out before, which fucking a man. Um, if I recommend for you to watch a movie, it's because I think you personally will like the movie, mm-hmm. which is why I gave you above the law, beyond the law. And you have yet to watch it. I have yet to watch it. Yes, it's it, it's gonna end up in my player. I promise. It's still in the case. <clears throat> Ready to go. 
Dude, Charlie Sheen as an undercover not narcotics officer in a biker gang. That's... I'm all about it, dude. I just don't know why I haven't thrown it in yet. It's legit. Okay. I, if you I like Stone it. Cold, you should like that. Love Stone Cold, man. That movie fucking rules. This one is a, this one's a little less like over the top actiony, but it's fucking solid. Hell yeah! Um, another movie I watched that was new was The Final Girls. Never even fucking heard of that. Well, no, I think I've actually seen it flipping through shit, but I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> spoilers. Uh, fucking. Basically, it's based around this movie called Camp Bloodbath, which is like a nod to you know it, it It supposedly came out in the 80s and a nod to like Camp Blood well this the, the killer is just like Jason and the, there's a chick that played in that movie that's trying to get new acting gigs and she's pissed off because people only recognize her from that movie that she did and she's like ashamed of it and then she ends up dying in a car accident. Her daughter lives, and um, I don't know. They they end up inside the movie, and Adam from Workaholics is in it, <laughs> and he's the douchebag jock guy in the your basic slasher movie, and he's fucking hilarious. So okay, anyway, I watched this movie, and uh, I gotta say, I did not mind it. It was pretty good. You should definitely check it out. Um. It's basically a slasher movie. That's all it is. And uh, there's some comic relief and some... Uh, well, as soon as you said the dude from Workaholics is in there, I knew they couldn't help have some <laughs> type of fucking dude. comedy. He's such a fucking asshole in that movie. I love it, dude. <laughs> He's so <laughs> jockey and stupid, dude. Like the one chick, dude, is like going up. Like, I'm going to pick some grapes. Anyone want to help me? And he's like, I'll help you with your melons. I'm totally talking about her boobs. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. He's like, he's so over the top, dude. It's so ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, I watched The Final Girls. It was pretty good. Um, my only beef about the movie was it's got its touching moments where they're trying to make you tear up. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I'm just waiting for someone's head to get cut off and, you know, <laughs> shit like that. But <laughs> totally watched it. Uh, I'll let you borrow it. It's not mine. It's Morgan's. But, you know, you should check it out. Maybe uh, you and Ash can watch it and see what you think. If you don't like it, turn it off. I don't know, man. But I watched it. Uh, that was a newer movie that I watched, that and Terrifier. And then um, as far as other movies, I watched uh, Final Exam. The Prowler and Wild at Heart, David Lynch. Nice. Yeah, me and uh, or Morgan and I watched that the other night. She had never seen it before, and we found it at Disc Replay. So, dude, I just did the uh, today actually while working. Stepfather trilogy. Mm. What's your favorite entry? One. I the, feel like it's really? it's a step down. Every movie. Every movie is a step down. From the one before it. Okay, I can see that. Um, yeah, the first one's great. The third one is fucking pretty sweet, dude. Third one's a straight-up 90s slasher. Yeah, that's what like I mean. 100% all the way to the camera shots. Everything screams 90s in the third one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
The third one, I think, was the first one I seen. Yeah. Or maybe it was the second one. It was two or three I seen first before I seen the original. And then when I got around to seeing the original, I was in a band long time ago called Cut Rate. And I wrote a song about the very beginning of the stepfather movie when he walks down the stairs and the blood's all over the fucking walls and the whole family's butchered in the yeah. living room and shit. And uh, I I just remember seeing that at like two in the morning, man, and just thinking like, wow, this dude just like fucking butchered his family to pieces. Like, what the fuck, man? I didn't even know what the movie was. I didn't know what it was called. I didn't know what the fuck was on. And then I uh, found, you know, found out it was the stepfather and... Uh, I enjoy all three movies, but the first one is the best, I would have to say, yeah. Yeah, it just had, uh, overall, just the movie, the feel of the movie. Mm-hmm. I was, for some reason, I am, like, fascinated with, like, I guess the image of, like, 80s suburbia. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something about it, and that movie, like, just bleeds it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, not only that, but it's, like... The concept of it, yeah, a guy that marries into families to kill them. He doesn't do it to kill them. He marries into the family to have a perfect family, but it's when the family disappoints them, like the daughter. Oh yeah, the yeah, daughter's yeah. not the perfect daughter because even makes the girls don't get expelled. Right. It's like whenever they don't live up to what he views as traditional family, that's when he's like, "Oh, I gotta fucking kill you then." Yeah. And then move on and try it, try it again, yeah. right? Yeah. But because um, that was like a was that that was the uh, he brought it up in three, I think. Because the kid wanted to go live with his actual dad, mm-hmm. and then he was just gonna straight. So he started like fucking around with his other single mom with her kid, and was gonna kill his wife and go move in with her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Came back with the axe and the kid's back, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go chop some firewood." <laughs> right. Yeah, the third one's fucking... You know that's out of print, and it's never been put on DVD? Third one hasn't? Nope. It's that's a Vidmark. VHS is the only take-home copy that you can have. And I found it for five bucks. I'm pretty stoked. I got all three of them now. I wonder if it's going to make the uh, jump to Blu-ray then. I would... Might I would, be a rights issue. Maybe nobody can track down who has the fucking rights, or more than one person has the rights. Could be. But I, I think they should release those like they did the Slumber Party Massacre movies. Like all three. Yeah, just do a fucking whole set of them. Like a trilogy with some like with a cool poster or like something extra. One thing I'm glad they did, and it, it had to have been like they knew their shit was running out on never making another one. They killed him in a way that there was no effing way they were making a third one or a fourth one. <laughs> oh, and the uh, third one? You're not coming back from a wood chipper. No. No. And that was what was really cool was fucking... In the third one, there was like some gore. Like when he fucking stabs Homeboy with the shovel and the fucking blood splatters all over his shirt. Yeah. In the flower bed. Um, You been jamming anything lately? Or? Um, Nothing really new. That I, I haven't been jamming anything new. And at work, I haven't been jamming fucking anything because I got that promotion. Right. So I'm fucking getting dumb questions about fucking everything from people I don't even know. Mm. So anytime I like think I can just chill and relax and put in my headphones, I get pinged about shit. Yeah. And it's like stuff I actually got to like think about. So I 
take my headphones off so I don't respond and sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> right. I've been jamming a slew of shit. Let's hear it. All right. Some of it's uh, been said before. Some of it hasn't, maybe. Um, recently, I've been jamming uh, some throwback St. Vitus, uh, specifically the COD album. It was the only album that they did without Wino and without Scott Riegers. Okay. It was a different guy singing on it. I'm blanking on his name, but been jamming that and uh, a shit ton of splits. Everything I've been listening to comes from a split in the last like three weeks, two weeks. How many meth drinker splits did you find after I sent you? Uh... Like five. Yeah. Like five meth drinker splits. And the thing is. I'm so into that band that opened up my eyes to a whole new world because I only knew of the two albums. They're two full lengths. Now there's, I've been jamming the fuck out of that Moloch meth drinker split. It's fucking sick. I've been jamming the uh, meth drinker leech feast split, which is really fucking good. And then uh, today I was jamming the meth drinker and open tomb split. And they did a couple other ones too, but uh, namely those, uh, they're fucking so heavy and just so dark. I love that band so fucking much. Uh, I've been jamming the Fistula Hemdale split. Yeah? Yeah, it's really good, dude. You should check that out. It's really, it's fucking phenomenal, dude. Um, they're actually uh, doing a new split, Fistula, another one, like their third one this year. And I can't remember who it's with. It might be Grime. Okay. Uh, if you ever heard of Grime. Uh, I think that's who it is. Don't quote me on that, though. I've been jamming a sex tape snuff film like a motherfucker. Had to take a break from Terminal. I've been listening to it nonstop since it came out. Same thing with uh, the fucking new Fister album. Got to take a break, man. Let it breathe. Listen to some other shit, man. So I dip back into their older catalogs and shit like that. You know, older Bong River, older Fister. Uh, I've been jamming. Uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, Toad Liquor. Those guys are fucking phenomenal. What I did not know is uh, they're from California. They formed in 89, and that's when they put their first recordings out. And they've done everything that they possibly can to never get mainstream status. They're still a band. <laughs> And they're obsessed with Sabbath riffs, but they take them and they make them just so ugly and so horrible and so dark. And the singing is fucking atrocious. I love it. It's great. It's just really angry, punishing sludge, you know, from like the West Coast, man. And I've been really getting into those guys lately. I don't know uh, what's up with that. but And then uh, finally, probably, I forgot my notes, so just forgive me. Uh, the Endless Blockade, their last recordings was called uh, Twitch of the Death Nerve. And that was like their most pissed off shit. It was less noise, like the weird noise shit in the background. And it was more just straightforward power violence. Just really pissed off. It was just an EP. There's only like a handful of songs on it. Really fucking good. And then uh, I've been jamming uh, Weekend Nachos, the uh, Unforgivable album, which to my knowledge, is the last album that they did before they really crossed over into, like, hardcore and all that. It was, like, 08, 09, and I think Worthless was, like, 2011. Yeah. 
Yeah. Something, something like that. So, yeah, I'll, so, I'll go with that. Yeah, it was like their last album before they really crossed over. We will call that fact. Yes. Okay. I've been jamming that, and um, that's about it, man. Um, lots of splits. This, you know, some old school shit, some new school shit. Uh, that's about it, though, man. Yeah, I can't. Like I said, I can't really think of anything. I've been jamming the same fucking Archigothis seven inch collection CD in my truck for like a month and a half straight. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, and like, uh, yeah, no, that's about it. Oh, is it? okay. <laughs> and finally, finally, not to anybody's surprise, but I'm gonna be completely factual and honest about this. We're dropping facts here, guys. Dropping facts. We're playing divorce, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another movie I watched. Goon. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Goon was awesome, dude. Watch the movie Goon. It's fucking. It's great, man. I told you you would like that movie. Oh, it's so good, man. Yeah, I loved it. I really did. It was good. But uh, since I seen No Funeral with Shit Life, yeah, the No Funeral Livid split has not left my CD player, and I think it's because in my car. Because I'm too lazy to take it out. And it actually skips in the same spot. <laughs> so I'm actually jamming to that CD nonstop for like a month and a half now. And I know exactly when it skips. And I jam the skip with the air guitar in my car every time. Okay, wait a second. You give me shit when we go on like four hour road trips and I don't take the CD out. You give me fucking looks like seriously, listen to it another time around. And you yourself are now doing it. Yeah. It's that CD. I bought three No Funeral CDs when I was there, and I popped that one in. I drove to the show, and that CD has not left my CD player since that show. <laughs> so there you go. I've been jamming that. I just I don't know. I, I it's all quiet and shit. I don't jam it because my fucking speaker's blown on the right side, so it sounds like shit. But it's just. You know, a little bit of noise in the background. I've been jamming that CD for fucking a month and a half now, so. <laughs> yeah. Haven't taken it out. But uh, Goon. Yeah, definitely check out Goon. It's a hockey movie. It is a hockey movie. And hockey is upon us. It's coming. Red Wings suck. But hockey is upon us. <laughs> Red Wings do suck, but it's fucking hockey's coming back, man. I'm... I'm the Tigers really made me hate baseball this year. They probably did. I don't know. They did. They're horrible. They're they're the worst team in the league. <laughs> they're they're fucking. There's no one worse than us. So we're going back to that. Yep. <laughs> yep. They're the worst team. Look at our record. We're like fucking fucking forty fifty games under five hundred. Jesus Christ! You want to talk about a losing record? We might. I don't know if it's factual or not, but we might break the record for most losses in a season. We've lost like, oh my God, dude. And here's something you didn't know, just real quick. The two guys, uh, if you know who they are, Rod Allen and Mario and Pemba, the two announcers. One of them choked the other one out. They got into a physical <laughs> altercation. I read that. It's yeah. Over a chair. 
I don't know what happened. I heard it was over a fucking chair. Was like, it? I don't know if it was like where one of them were going to sit. But yeah, and then the one dude got up to walk out and the other guy came up from behind him and he started choking him. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but I guess it was a physical altercation and they both are uh, relieved of duty for the rest of the year. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. So they're having uh, another guy fill in for him for the remainder of the season. Got some people from fucking Wayne State University communications degree coming in something i don't know man but i guess fucking mario and rod went at it and that that's a reflection of how bad our team is this year (laughs) our team is atrocious and no one miguel cabrera has been hurt all year oh has he he's he hasn't even played no he has we read a game and he played okay he okay yeah he was on one leg i went to one game in the past like since comerica's been opened with you last this season and he was there he played and that was his first game back from his injury and then a week later he went back on the dl damn yeah so we i I, i'm stoked i got to see miguel cabrera go over three that was fucking sweet uh but you know i'm glad i spent like eight dollars on a beer that was cool well no i always wanted to go to a game with you i'm glad we went but the tigers this is not their season man we're in rebuild mode so are the red wings so we'll see what happens but uh hockey's coming around i'm stoked about that and cinema wasteland's coming up i'm stoked about that fucking my bloody valentine reunion yeah yep i'm fucking pumped i hope that's on saturday i might have to work that friday yeah we might have to head out friday night just i don't know yeah we'll we'll play it by you figure it out but i'm sure it's on saturday the panel for the reunion it has to be because that's the main attraction right oh i think so Mm -hmm. but um this episode we are talking about the overlooked 1982 slasher titled Alone in the Woods. What? Alone in the Dark? Alone in the Dark. <laughs> I'm thinking of Don't Go in the Woods. Alone in the Dark. <laughs> My bad. Uh, yeah. That's what we're talking about this uh, this episode. <laughs> I've had a few beers. I'm good. Uh, but yeah, Alone in the Dark, not Don't Go in the Woods. And... Uh, Donald Placence is in this movie, and uh, so is Jack Palance, and Martin Landau. Martin Landau from what what I looked up because he looked familiar was Twilight Zone, and he did the Fall of the House of Usher. Dude, legit. Um, he is a he is a person. I know the name. I know the face. I couldn't tell you a fucking single thing that I'm like, oh, like 100%, like absolutely, this is where I know him from. I just somehow just know him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I even went through his IMDb and looked at all his movies, and I'm like, there's not one that sticks out where I'm just like, oh, yeah, this. But I don't fucking know. I just know him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just remember his face. Yeah. And he's had the same hair for like whatever. Until he died. Until he died. And uh, we read the book, uh, Follow the House of Usher, in school. And uh, we watched the made-for-TV movie. So that's where I knew him from. He looked awfully familiar. But this is a this is a pretty good movie, man. It's some twists and some turns. and This is a movie I'll say it's, it's good. 
But it's not a movie that I would put on a lot. No, not at all. Why would you? Yeah, because, I mean... It gets shuffled around in the slasher craze. Well, it gets shuffled around in the slasher craze, but also even in terms of it being a slasher, there's not much to it. No. But there's a cool twist at the end, though. Yeah, there's a cool twist at the end that has... It's it's weird. It's a weird twist at the end. Yeah, because it's like it almost has like no relevance to what's going on. Anything that goes on in the movie, right. but it's a good twist. I dug it. Yeah, um, I just remember uh, being a kid and going to the video store and seeing the cover, and always wanting to rent it. Yeah, the cover of it yeah. leads you to believe that there's a fucking maniac in the woods with a fucking axe just hacking people up and the cover is like a copy of a copy of a copy like every i don't know who copied it who at what point and when yeah but there's like eight different fucking movies that have similar if not almost identical covers one yeah. of them might have just straight up stole it from another one they might be the exact same i don't fucking know yeah who coined the phrase coined the phrase <laughs> I don't know, but uh, <laughs> so yeah, this movie has uh, Jack Palance. Yep. Off topic a little bit. What's your favorite Jack Palance movie? Favorite Jack Palance movie would have to be Tango and Cash. See, I'm looking between that one and. Michael Keaton's Batman. Batman. And he's only in it for like a small snippet. Right. But he's in it. Jack Palance. And he's in a ton of other shit too. You know that? Yeah, he's been in so much. But it was before our time. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He was in a lot of westerns and shit like, like that. like fucking Marlando. I was looking at his shit. He's in stuff back then with the fucking 50s. 50s. Yeah, I know. Like, this is all shit that I know I'll never see. Right. But, uh, yeah, Tango and Cash, I just loved him. He was the villain. The main dude. Yeah, he was the fucking crime boss. Yeah. Who got him fucking set up, sent to jail. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was killer in that movie. He was a good villain. But um Yeah, that would be my favorite Jack Palance movie. But this one this one's good, man. Um I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh some I love the beginning of the movie. The dream sequence. Yeah. It's great. Out of nowhere comes Donald Pleasance with the fucking machete, kind of knife cleaver thing. That was a weird. Yeah, I was looking at that. That's a weird. That's a weird thing. I don't know. Like, what I don't it know. Was. The shape is fucking odd. I know. I don't know what and the hell's like going on. Really shiny. Super shiny. They polished that guy. Dude. They fucking turtle waxed it. <laughs> they, they fucking. There was like not a fingerprint on it, man. They held. They handled it with gloves. Right. <laughs> that thing was like super shiny and super sharp. It looked like. Dude, uh, I cannot. I don't like Donald Pleasant's character in this movie. I don't know what it is. I don't like his character in this movie. I don't know. He's I, all like, "Let's smoke this pipe," and everybody just needs to be talked to, and everybody's good. Yeah, he's kind of like a fucking. I don't know. It's kind of weird because we all know him from Halloween. Maybe. Yeah, and it's just weird to see him clean shaven and he fucking shows up at the house while everybody's like it's already been established what's happening and they're trying to tell him like no dude they're fucking trying to kill us and he's like no just talk to him 
you guys don't understand this. I know. Just gotta talk to him. I know. <laughs> he gets his fucking ear chopped off. Yeah, what'd you what'd you tell him? I told him I was gonna hoist him upside down and cut him in half. What the fuck? <laughs> you tell that to a fucking person that is a pyro for the most part? Yeah. Likes to set stuff on fire. Namely churches with people inside of it. <laughs> he likes to burn down churches. The problem is people are still in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fucking crazy. But uh, yeah, this movie uh, kind of—I don't know, man. There's really not much to it, dude. The uh, so the there's the scene, fucking like knives coming up to the bed and the chicks on the bed. Yeah, <laughs> she runs out and homeboy fucking grips her up by the neck and lifts her up, chokes her to death. That guy actually lifted her up by her neck. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah, he was like fucking, I guess like a bodybuilder, weightlifter at least, because he didn't look like he was in that good of shape. But no, but he's yeah, burly guy. He fucking just literally just picked her up by the neck. That's insane, man. Yeah. But uh, basically, the premise is four escaped mental patients Yes, are looking for a doctor... And they want to kill him because they believe that he killed their old doctor. Who they really liked. Who they really liked and really connected with. But, as we come to find out, that's not the case. Yeah. And um, blood spills. People get killed. Arrows fly. Fucking windmills are built. Or talked about. (laughs) Windmills. Windmills are talked about. They talk about windmills, man. <laughs> yeah. They talk about fucking windmills, man. Guy builds windmills. That's what happens. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's some cool kill scenes in this one. Um, every different mental patient has its own trip, as Jack Palance would say. And uh, whatever their issue is. Um, they kind of take that with them out into the open and they attack a family the doctor's family yeah I mean that's, I mean, that's, that's the fucking premise of the movie is I'm trying to just kill this fucking family it's like the, the, the a house under siege it's almost like straw dogs like the original straw dogs yeah like they're attacking like his house fucking under siege it's almost like the movie fear it's just like the movie You're Next. But this came first. Yeah. The house is under siege. Stay away from the windows. Arrows are flying. Dude, fear. You got fucking Mark Wahlberg. Let me in the fucking house. And the house is under siege. I've never seen it. I saw it a while ago. It's ridiculous. I bet. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. Mark Wahlberg. There's more shit to laugh about. Mainly because he fucking carves like in her chest. Like I think his name, her, her name's Nicole. I can't remember what his name is, but it's like so and so and Nicole forever, E V A or Eva forever. Even like fucking spells it with a Boston accent. <laughs> Dude, Mark Wahlberg like in uh, The Departed ruined everything he's ever gonna do ever again with his role in that movie. Yeah, for me. Yeah. With his Boston accent. 
Well, that's him. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was <laughs> fucking thick in that movie. He's like, what's a lace curtain pussy motherfucker like you doing in the stadies? Treat them like mushrooms. Feed them shit and keep them in the dark. Like, he was just fucking obnoxious, man, in that movie. So, The Happening was okay. I don't care what anyone says. I never watched it. it. It's like the plants are killing people, right? Yeah, there's like something in the air that's like making people fucking... They're taking the environment. They're taking the world back. Yeah. That's, yeah, basically. Um... Isn't the mist like that, too? They're taking the world back. Like, all the fucking creatures that existed before. No, no. The mist? No. Well, what the fuck is it, then? They open up a fucking... The army opened up a fucking alternate dimension. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, and they let all these fucking creatures out. Oh, shit. Yeah, I knew it was something fucking weird, man. I don't know. The ending of that movie is crazy, too. Yeah, the army was doing stupid shit, and a bunch of stupid shit happened, and Love Lovecraftian creatures come out. And then, <laughs> and then the, mo- the movie did a fucking ending that Stephen King said he wished he would have thought of. Yeah. Where a fucking dude kills everyone and then goes to kill himself, and he sees, like... <laughs> The, the army comes through like, hey. Yeah. And he's like, I just killed everyone. <laughs> right. That was that was fucked up. And then the fucking truck goes by and it's everybody from the grocery store in the truck. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's a depressing ending. It is. That's pretty bad. But, um, yeah, we, uh, I mean, it, as, as weird as it is to say, I think we basically covered Alone in the Dark. There's fucking nothing to that movie. Like, I get it. Like, it's it's not bad. It's a good movie. It is. Watch the movie. But there's not a lot to it. No. Don't expect some crazy shit. There's, like, that one thing that we said, and but it really doesn't affect the plot at all. Mm. It just happens. And you're like, oh, shit, all right. That's who that is. Cool. Yeah. But <laughs> there's fucking nothing else in this movie. It's straightforward. And I know the director says, like, he feels this is his most overlooked movie, and this is one of his favorite movies. Cool. But there's not a lot to it. No, there isn't. Especially when you put it amongst all the other slashers. Right. And what pisses me off is there's people who look at this as like, oh, it's looked at as like an adult slasher, a more mature slasher. It's like, no. I mean, then I guess I don't... I guess I prefer like immature slashers. If like immature that were, slashers. If that's, if like that's how we're categorizing these things. Yeah, I know. They're trying to say it's more sophisticated. Yes. Not so adolescent. And in a way, this is just me, but in a way, um, Donald Pleasant's character kind of kills it a little bit for me, even though he's in it for just a little bit he's in it. It's kind of just like, ugh. But seeing Palance and Landau kind of throws me off of it being like a slasher film. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But, I mean, there's kills in it, and uh, the ending, everything comes to a head. You know, it's kind of a climactic ending a little bit. I mean, yeah, to an extent. Well, you know, they they find out that... It it comes to it, and then it comes back down, and then the credits roll. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At one point, it was climactic. It gets there. I mean, it's there. Yeah. Shit happens. Climaxes happen. I don't know. I can know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, 
that's that's uh that's alone in the dark that is alone in the dark in the dark um anything else I honestly can't think of anything else. Hopefully, hopefully everybody, uh, while we're recording this, everybody who's down at Anti Music Fest down in Dayton, mm-hmm. enjoying it. Yeah, wish I was there, man. It's fucking a killer this year. <clears throat> yeah, missed the uh, pre-show that was at the precinct last night. Yeah, fucking two bands from Finland, band from Washington. Mm. Yeah. Can't catch them all. All right. <laughs> but all right, man. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. We uh, we will see you or you will hear us soon. We have some uh, things that we're kicking around. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, in the works that you might really like. And, uh, you know, we're really excited about it. So stay yeah. tuned, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you guys are out in that cyber world, uh, check us out, burnofferingspodcast.com. Uh, on Instagram, we are burnofferings underscore podcast. Uh, Facebook, we are burnofferings horror podcast. And then on Instagram, we are underscore burnofferings. So, uh, and then, yeah, if you want to drop us a line, we are contact at burnofferings.com. Burnofferingspodcast.com. Yes. I always fucking forget that. Yeah. That's okay. Whatever. Many no one, platforms. No one talks to us anyway. But we talk to them. We do. That's what matters. But thanks for listening. And uh, we got some beers to drink and some uh, pot to smoke. So we will uh, catch you next time. Yeah, see you later, guys. Later.